The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. What you are about to hear is the sound of the revolution. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Tramp. Another week, another show. (laughs) Get ready. Here it comes. Come on, let's go. Right? Might be something contagious. Now, the revolution with Jim and Trav begins. It's good to go. Mm-hmm, whatever. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Dear God, here we go. We love hunting. We love fishing. We're an outdoor family. You're purple. We're all-inclusive, people. (laughs) Aren't we? Yes, we are. We're talking love. Ooh. The love of the outdoors. Everyone is welcome. And it's a wild discovery. We're actually talking wild discovery. (laughs) Barney was cool. You know, open season on Barney. Uh-oh. Uh, I hope someone does a life-size mount of Barney. Wouldn't that be <laughs> neat? Like, I would get him mounted and then, like, coated so we could put him in the front yard. Maybe you could use your 350 Legend Street Wall. You could. I think that's <laughs> a good caliber for hunting a Barney. All right, so uh, we're talking Wild Discovery on today's show. And, yes, we're always all-inclusive. We don't discriminate. We shoot everything. We, shoot, <laughs> we don't discriminate against anything. As long as we can buy a tag, we hunt it. That's All right, it. so here in just a second, we're going to be joined by... Lucas Hogue. Yeah, Lucas Hogue. Hogue Wild, such an awesome guy. He's going to take us all around the globe on fun, crazy outdoor adventures. Then we're going to be joined by... Callie Parmley. Uh, she's with Wild Upland. I think Everything's she, wild. She's going to be talking about upland hunting. Yeah. Maybe some dogs. Yeah, Who what knows? A, what a great gal. Then we're going off-roading. Oh, yeah, with Scott newbie what a great guy from yamaha yeah yamaha's atv and side-by-side senior communication specialist that takes a big business card and it takes ability yep oh there's a little more barney all right so let's get to <laughs> who hey we're gonna get this lucas hope you were gonna say scott newbie i was but it's lucas hope i can hardly wait for scott i love you it's wild discovery this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Okay, let's go. Now kicking off a two-parter with Lucas Hogue, host of Hogue Wild, Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Cause there's a tear in my beer, cause I'm chasing after deer. Lucas Hogue. <laughs> That's right. He's like, you're an idiot, Travis. Uh, Hogue Wild. You got to watch it. <laughs> Lucas Hogue. That's Saturdays, uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. All new season four that's so hard to believe is going to be kicking off in June. Mr. Lucas, how's it going, buddy? It is going good, guys. How the heck are you guys? Good, good. You know, uh, you're you're in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, right? I am. Yeah. Has has uh, turkey season started there yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't be here for opening day, unfortunately. I have to do a show in South Carolina, but I'll be out there in the field very quickly. He's got to be in warm, sunny South Carolina. It's going to be tough. <laughs> right. Now Let's you, hope it is. <laughs> you've been traveling a lot, dude. Uh, you're an awesome artist, dude, and people just need to hop on YouTube or whatever and then check out. You got some really cool videos. Uh, but you have some new music out, don't you? Yeah, we have a brand new single out called Nowhere. 
actually one of the few singles that I didn't write myself. It was written by uh, my buddies Low Cash, Drew Baldridge, and Jason Massey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are cool guys. And that's like, uh, isn't there a music video to that? <laughs> it is. It took me a long time to, to finally get permission to record this song because it was on hold with another artist for quite a while. And I was very persistent about the fact that I needed to cut this. So I called up my buddies Low Cash and just hounded the heck out of them. They're like, man, I know we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> finally, I got the okay. And we were out filming season three for Hogue Wild all over the world. I mean, New Zealand, South Africa, Costa Rica, Belize. And when I found out, I did a music video in every single location oh. um, for the entire song so we could put them all together and make this really amazing video. It just looks like we spent millions of dollars on it. <laughs> we were in all these locations. It was so tough hunting and fishing and having a great time. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was grueling, Lucas. I worked up a sweat. It was. <laughs> now for your show, dude, Hogue Wild, man. Um, it's so crazy to believe, you know, season four again coming up in June, but you go from Hubble, Nebraska, okay, which is like the <laughs> of nowhere, okay? <laughs> you, you and I both know it. I've been there before. Do you, do you know there. this? In, in the 2020 uh, <laughs> census? What? Census, yeah. There was 68 people in Hubble, Nebraska, and now there's only 67. Lucas moved. Well, that's crazy because when I was living there, it was only 44. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've, they've almost doubled. Well, you got to talk about migration. But it's so cool, man. It really shows. I mean, you're such a passionate man and, and you're an amazing creative artist and hunter. But when you really have a vision like you do, man, um, the places it has taken you, you know, from New Zealand to Africa, um, I mean, just kind of like all over the place, dude, your your passion has made you experience these incredible adventures. Yeah, absolutely right. And I, I say it in my show quite a bit in, in interviews, but my guitar has literally been my passport everywhere. And that's what's kind of taken me all over this world. And it introduces me to so many different people around the planet. And it's just like when you're out there playing... Everybody, you know, I talk about my songs and talk about inspiration and things like that. So they quickly find out that I'm an outdoorsman and love hunting and fishing. And, and that's when it opens up that people are like, oh, I can talk to this guy about it, you know, because sometimes people get the stigma like, oh, I'm afraid to talk about my hunting and the fact that I love outdoors and conservation and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm all about it. It's like the first thing I talk about. So I, I meet all these people that are excited to share their world. And, you know, some of them are amazing. They've been all over the world, too, and they want to share their experiences. And that's how I get to know these guys. And that's a lot of times how I get to go all over the world to hunt. Yeah. Now, uh, United States notwithstanding, uh, Australia, Africa, and so forth, which is your favorite? New Zealand is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. It is so clean. I mean, they literally, you have to go and, like, clean your boots, wash your boots, because they won't let them in the country at customs if there's a speck of mud on them or anything. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. The whole country I mean, is a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spent like an hour trying to clean my, my, my hunting boots so that I could take them with me. <laughs> yeah. He's just a red dirt guy. Hey, uh, now, when, when you were in New Zealand, did you do any fly fishing? You know, I did a little bit of spin bait fishing there uh, down the river. We were trying to catch some, some trout and whatnot that were in there, but uh, we were there during... 
think it was May, so it was their winter, about to be in their winter, so nothing was really biting very well. Now, okay, let, let's talk about fishing for just a second. I mean, whether you're, you know, in Alaska, which you have done, you know, deep drop for fish and crab and fly fish, and or Venice, Louisiana, reds and bow fishing, man. I mean, you, you've <laughs> kind of done it all. What what would you say, you know, Jim posed the, the question as, like, your favorite place to go, um, you know, and everyone assumes, oh, it's going to be Africa or it's going to be this. But, I mean, if you're just going to go out fishing, Lucas, whether it's your favorite watering hole or across the ocean, where is just mm-hmm. your favorite place to go? I'll be honest with you. It's one of the episodes coming up this year. Granted, I love going deep sea fishing and offshore fishing and, and all that stuff. But when I went with my buddy AJ to Montana this year mm-hmm. and we filmed a fly fishing episode up there where, you know, a lot of people do drift boats and and they'll just fly fish from the bank a little bit. Man, we literally put a backpack on our, our backs and took our gear and started hiking through these mountain rivers and streams just for days. And that it was more like hunting because, you know, you come up on this little pool, you know, in the stream and, and you see the silhouettes and you're like trying to sneak up on these fish. And, man, they had such a blast. And I, I just love that. I'd like to get it a way lot, a, a lot more into that. What's really amazing is you talk to a lot of outdoorsmen, and you kind of just pointed it out is these guys like, you know, I love going to Africa or wherever it may be uh, because it feels like it's untouched by man. It's, you know, it feels like it's 200 years ago. But you go in the backwoods of Montana or Colorado. I'm going to tell you what, you don't get any more backwoods than that. Yeah, you'll I mean, meet Jim Bridger. You know, everyone thinks remote <laughs> is like three miles off the trail. It goes a lot farther in than that. You can get lost is all get out. Um, you just have to push yourself a little bit. Absolutely. There's so many places like that in the States, Canada, Alaska, all these places here. You know, like you said, Montana. I felt like there was never, ever anybody that was out there before us because, I mean, you're out there in remote wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably one of the wildest places I've been is Hubble, Nebraska. <laughs> Only 44 people there that have been there before you. <laughs> There's a notorious guy named Lucas from yeah. there. <laughs> and something about a guy named Garth. Now, do you try to um, kind of correlate your traveling with hunting seasons? Because, I mean, that would really be advantageous. You know, let's say, well, if we could have a concert or a venue here uh, during this Absolutely. season, do you really? 100%. And that's what makes it like 10 times more you know, harder <laughs> to do or because you're like, okay, so September elk season, we need to do, we need to be out in Colorado. Um, <laughs> turkey season back at home. We need to make sure that we're home. So it's like, yeah, we try and do it all like that for sure. And when we're trying to go like over to Costa Rica or, you know, New Zealand or Africa, which when we're trying to tie in a show, you have to go off the moon phases and stuff when you're fishing. So you got to make sure we're, we're there when it's a new moon and not a full moon. I mean, there's a lot of variables, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I, I see that you went to Crocodile Bay. You know, of course, mm-hmm. I like to fish. I mean, I really like to fish. And the fact of the matter is, it's nice to ride in a boat. But I got to tell you, I certainly like to sight fish. Oh, yeah. Me too. I love fly fishing. And when we were in Belize and we were fishing for bonefish oh. and we were fly fishing and we were, you know, sight fishing everything. All these bonefish were right, right in front of us and we're fishing right underneath these like grass huts that are right over the water. And, and then all of a sudden all these sharks come in and start pushing the fish out and we're like, dang it, you know, we're in this perfect spot. So it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Crocodile Bay is a beautiful place. You get the chance to go. Please go. It's in uh, Puerto Manes, uh, Costa Rica. 
and we're actually going back. I'm going to be there next week, the week after that. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, Luke, we, Lucas, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? I'd love to. All right. Hey, we're talking with Lucas Hogue, and of course, he's the host of Hogue Wild, uh, Saturdays at 4.30 Eastern Time on Sportsman's Channel. Yeah, all new Season 4 is coming up in June. Make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, you pick up Hogue Wild on My Outdoor TV as well. Now, Mr. Lucas, to learn more about you, get your music, uh, follow your adventures, buddy. What are all your socials? Yeah, so everything is super easy. It's just at Lucas is Hogue. Hogue is H-O-G-E. And then if you want to follow the show specifically, Hogue Wild TV at Hogue Wild TV. Beautiful. Hey, more Lucas right after this. JimandTrav.com has so much stuff about the outdoors. It's scary. <laughs> oh, sorry. Punch up JimandTrav.com now and check out the archives. Tons of professional outdoor tips and tactics. And send along some feedback so we can customize the show to what you want. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. On Tuesday nights, we honor our hunting heritage. Now we talking. Now we talking. With special hunts from around the globe and a lineup of avid outdoorsmen. I said something crazy could happen in 20 minutes. Well, I just did. Who make big game dreams come true and keep our traditions alive. Good old-fashioned hunting action that will inspire the next generation. Big Game Tuesdays begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Elite Archery on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings. And look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Wild Discovery. Now let's get back to Lucas Hogue, host of Hogue Wild, Saturdays 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking, going all over the world with Lucas Hogue. And this guy, he knows everything about singing. Shooting animals, catching fish. Yeah, make sure you watch Hogue Wild Saturday. Girls. Yeah, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. All new season four is coming up in June. When it comes to songwriting, okay, I want to ask this question because a lot of times you turn on the radio, as you know, there's all these collaborations where you could lay song after song, you know, on top of each other. And they're all the same. They really are. I'm so tired of snap tracks. My God. When you when you write a song, it's kind of like producing a show, man. You know, and also just keeping the outdoors alive, the passion for you. You want to go to different places. You want to do different things. Um, how hard is that as a songwriter? Because really, there is no more genuine ideas. It's just a rephrasing, making it sound different. How hard is it to write a song that is different? It's, I mean, it's getting tougher and tougher i ain't gonna lie and then the smaller or bigger i guess you want to call it that your writing circle turns into you get a lot of you know newer acts coming in and and they've been listening to the radio and they're trying to chase down something and i tell as soon as i sit down with like a new artist or writer and they're like hey we're trying to you know sound like you know this and sound like that i'm like as soon as you say that you're behind yeah you're chasing something that's already on radio you're light years behind everybody you need to come into the come into the writing room ready to go with something that you want to do that's fresh and 
and that's hard. Well, you know, and, and give us your take on the three number one tunes that Trump had on iTunes. What do you think about that? What's the thought about that in uh, in Nashville? Man, you're going to have to fill me in. I don't even know what you're speaking of. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah, he no. had three number one iTunes. Of course, in all of them, they had uh, Pledge of Allegiance as well as the national anthem in there. And it was Did a, he sing it? No, no, no. He was had other like, people <laughs> sing it, but it was a... And, and really You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I'm going to have to call Donald Jr. up and be like, dude, what the heck? Why wasn't a Lucas Hoax song on there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I just thought that maybe that there was some scuttlebutt going about how in the heck could he get the three number one iTunes in less than two weeks? But uh, nevertheless, well, stranger things have happened. We can have a whole other conversation about that. But, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> money, money talks. I'm just saying, <laughs> money can get you anything. Yeah, I just want to know how a guy that doesn't sing can have a number one. Okay, this is, this is news to me. He, I got to look talks. this up. Sadly, I'm probably going to go buy it. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just want to hear the odd crap that's going to be in it. All right, so let's get back to Lucas for a second. Um, your adventure's coming up, man. When you're looking mm -hmm. at, the, I mean, like you said, Belize and Costa Rica and Africa. Um, yeah. I mean, that has to be a lot of stuff you, you personally crossed off your list. I mean, those are dream adventures to go on. What is kind of on your radar moving forward in the next couple of years? So I'm definitely wanting to go uh, to Canada for a big moose. Mm, yeah. I've never done, you know, uh, I'd love to go up and get the top of Alaska and go for a fluffy, uh, gosh darn it. Muskox. Muskox, yes, and freeze your butt off up there. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Run into you know, Jim. Those kinds of things. <laughs> Run into Jim Shockey. He had that number one howl, I think. Or, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know where that was number one, but yeah, I mean, that is, there is, Canada is just amazing. I've never been there myself. I don't think legally I'm allowed to go there. <laughs> um, but I, th there's so much adventure to be found here, whether it oh, is in yeah. Canada, Alaska, which, you know, you frequent. Um, you know, you don't have to travel all over the globe to find those little honey holes or cool animals to pursue. No, not at all. I mean, and honestly, if, if you can't, you know, find a time or afford to go all the way to, you know, South Africa, I mean, Texas is pretty much South Africa. Yeah. You know, they've got a, pretty much every single animal down there if you're here after him, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I got to ask you this question. When you were in Africa and you took your Cape Buffalo, what rifle, what caliber did you uh, shoot? 300 Win Mag is what I was using. 300 and, uh, Win Mag on a Cape Buffalo? I know. I know, man. Trust me. It was, uh, yeah, we did good. Uh, <laughs> when I was over there, I wasn't able to bring my own firearm. And I had brought over, you know, probably four other dudes with me and, there wasn't a whole lot of rifles left for this guy. So I had to take uh, <laughs> the, the owner of the lodge's dad's old rifle. That's all they had left in the safe. I'm like, oh, this one looks good. I grabbed that one and uh, sighted it in for about a day and a half. And, man, I was pounding tax with that thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it happen with this. And we did. It was great. Yeah, but that's the it's thing. very capable. A lot of people, you know, try to compensate with a larger caliber, you know, which when you're going after dangerous, dangerous game, game, you, you want to yeah. have something big. You can have as big as you want. If it's not, you know, accurate and you're not proficient, I don't care what you're carrying. It's not going to do the job. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know. I had an, another similar rifle while we were over there, 
Peter Tams and all those guys are amazing guys. And uh, the first rifle I had, all the sight screws were all stripped on the front part of the sight. And <laughs> oh, there was geez. one on the back right corner that was stripped too. So the first two animals I shot at, I was like missing by feet. And oh, I'm wow. like, guys, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but when I miss, I don't miss by feet. I miss by fractions of an inch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I try and miss small. I'm like, there's something wrong with this rifle. And sure enough, man, it was, it was totally wonky. So we had to put that one back under the seat. So when you're going to places like this, Mr. Lucas, once again, people have to watch Hogwild. Such a fun, awesome show. Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sportsman Channel. All new season four is kicking off in June. When you're going, you know, we went through the whole pandemic and blah, blah, blah. Is it getting easier for you to travel or is it still, I know you have to clean your shoes when you go to certain places, but is it getting a little more lax, you know, getting in or is it still pretty tough? Oh no, it's, it's super easy. Even when the pandemic was in full scammability, <laughs> it, uh, it, <laughs> it was still pretty easy. I mean, you had to have your COVID test, your negative test, cause I'm not vaccinated, proud of it. And, uh, and there was, you had, just had to have a negative COVID test with you as you went in and with negative one coming out. And then, you know, that was pretty much it. You know, wear a mask. And that was, that was it. So everybody was, you know, texting me and hit me on Instagram and stuff going, how are you traveling? How are you traveling? I'm like, everybody was scared. You know, propaganda machine did its job. It scared everybody from going anywhere. And, uh, that's all you had to do. You didn't have to have you know, a vaccine passport or anything like I think that was, Canada was the only place that you had to have all that. And uh, you're good to go. Yeah, I think uh, probably Canada is, for me, is one of the toughest places to get into. I mean, they check you over completely like you're a terrorist, you know, but maybe they have to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Get personally frisked by Trudeau himself, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, when he talks, it just sounds like a vaccinated man. All right, so again, Mr. Lucas Hogue, that's my new favorite saying, you sound vaccinated. Uh, Hogue Wild, Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel, man. Um, again, season four is coming up in June. You have to watch it. You have to get his music. Uh, there is not a better guy in Nashville. To learn more about you, Mr. Lucas, people really got to dive in, follow your adventures, pick your brain. You have so much to offer your listeners and your viewers. Where can we find you online? Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you go to lucashoke.com, all of our socials are on there, super hyperlinks, and you can get all of our um, my music and all the stories and everything like that in my link tree on Instagram or Facebook and uh, all my socials are all the same, just at Lucas Hogue. And then if you want to follow the TV show specifically, it's just at Hogue Wild TV. And everything is right there at your fingertips. Now, when are you going to bring back the long hair country boy? You got to tell me, man. <laughs> Only if I accidentally get stranded on an island somewhere. <laughs> He's <laughs> now like, everybody wants to be a cowboy again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to get a break. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. And make sure you hop in, hop on there and type in Hogue Wild, type in Lucas Hogue. Uh, multiple seasons are going to come up. Got to get to a break. Yeah, and stay tuned because coming up next is Callie Parmley. She's the host of Wild Upland. Yep, that's Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Lucas, God bless you. We love you, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you every time. 
We own more fishing lures than Bass Pro Shops. We worship Bill Dance and once touched Hank Parker's mustache. Security to the sporting goods section. We are the revolution with Jim and Trav. Your new favorite team sport is here. I put the team on my back, baby. On Major League Fishing Saturday. This lake's got a minute. A bold new concept in professional bass fishing. We're not taking it easy unless we're dang sure. The General Tire Team Series. Communication is everything. And don't miss the high stakes action of the Bass Pro Tour. That's insane. Plus, post-competition highlights on all angles. I done found the school, boys. Major League Fishing Saturdays. It all begins at noon Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Wild Discovery. Now, kicking off another two-parter with Kaylee Parmley, host of Wild Upland, Tuesdays, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Wild Discovery on this week's show. Before the break, we had Lucas Hogan. What a great guy he is. And he can sing. Yeah, he he can go to the dogs. <laughs> the dogs running. We got Callie Parmley on. She is the host of the all-new series Wild Upland. It is Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. She's also the editor-in-chief of Gundog Magazine and Backcountry Hunter Magazine. Miss Callie, how's it going today? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How in the world did you get involved with Gundog? Uh, you know, that's kind of funny. That's a long... Um a long history, but I started my career with Outdoor Sportsman Group with Peterson's Hunting Magazine. Oh. So I'm sure you guys have heard of that. The oh, big yeah. game magazine. Oh, yeah. Started there as the managing editor and worked over there for a few years. And um, Gundog, the editor, Rick Van Etten, was retiring. And so they knew that I was an upland hunter as well as a big game hunter. And so it was just kind of a natural progression for me to take over Gundog. So that was about three years ago. And I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, I... Training a good hunting dog, okay, is probably one of the toughest things ever. I look, I have four kids and it failed miserably. I have no, <laughs> I have no um, teaching sense. skills at all. <laughs> no, I shouldn't be teaching a dog. Oh my god, <laughs> there is a lot of um, just so much that goes into training a dog. They are so intelligent. They they pick things up quickly, um, and you guys really focus a lot on training and, you know, the right people and the right tools, because it's important. Oh, it is. It really is. And that's what gun dogs all about is, is, you know, focusing on the, the dog training aspect of it and really focusing on the DIY guy at home, like you, you know, who, who's looking to train their own dog or look for the advice from some of the best trainers across the country. And that's who we work with. You know, we got some of the best guys like Tom Dawkin, Thomas Medley, Jerry Cassio, uh, you know, the Smith, you know, we work with the best trainers around and, and they've taught me a lot over the years and I, hopefully they've taught our readers a lot over the years. So I would say yes, because we just keep growing. So I guess people are liking what they read. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, that I love the Weimaraner brand. Okay. And so mm -hmm. I bought one that had like 19 champions on his father's side and like 29 on his mother's side. The dog couldn't find his butt with both hands. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I took it, to, honest God, I took it to a trainer down in Texas, and uh -huh. uh, 
he finally, after about three weeks, he says, that is by far the dumbest dog I have ever seen. <laughs> now, are, are there some dogs that just can't be trained? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to say can't be trained, but I mean, there are definitely dogs that <laughs> may be a little bit smarter than other dogs, but you never, you never know. Maybe you just, you chose the wrong one out of the litter. I'm not sure. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, there's definitely dogs that are a little bit more difficult and breeds that are a little bit more difficult and take a little bit more time, but, uh, every dog, every dog can be trained in some way, even if it's just basic obedience, but. Um, hopefully that dog still stuck around and was a great family dog for you. Now, it actually was. You have uh, you trained your Labrador Retriever Lincoln, correct, and your Lincoln, Setter yeah. Jones? That's um, right, yeah. Which breed was easier for you to train, or did they both have their little idiosyncrasies? But was there one you found to be easier to train? Sure. So Lincoln was my first dog, um, and I had – trained service dogs in college. So I, oh, wow. I knew basic obedience and, and that type of training. So with Lincoln, I felt like um, his training was a little bit simpler for me because I knew that stuff going in. And he's a retrieving breed, a flushing retrieving breed. And so I was able to uh, read a lot and watch a lot and, of course, talk to many people. But I was able to train him, um, you know, on basic retrieving and flushing skills, you know, working close and quartering and whatever. And Lincoln, honestly, I just got really lucky because I, I tell people to this day that dog speaks English. Like, he's just <laughs> naturally very, very smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy to think so he does. And then with Jones, he was a point. He's at my first pointing breed. And so I felt like the learning curve of training Jones was a little bit steeper than training Lincoln. Um, just because I wasn't as knowledgeable on the on the pointing training aspect of it. There's a lot that goes into it. And so I was lucky enough that I had a lot of people, um, a lot of friends who are trainers who could really calm me down and work me through things and teach me things. And I'm I'm so thankful for them because, you know, in the beginning you think you're you think you're doing everything wrong, right? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. it turns out it was fine and he was gonna learn on his own because he's just a well bred dog and he's turning three here in June and his progression has just been awesome. So it's been a really fun journey for us. Now, on Wild Upland, you guys go to Idaho for Hungarian partridge, California for quail, Arizona for mm -hmm. scaled quail, South Dakota ringneck pheasant, Maine's Northwoods for rough grouse. Out of all the birds, I mean, you obviously that's just the you know tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more there. Um, yep. What are your favorite to pursue? So I live out in Utah, so I'm a big Western hunter. Um, mm -hmm. I particularly uh, love Hungarian partridge and chucker. Oh yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Do a lot of California quail. So I I tend to stick to the western side of the states. And then my associate editor, he's helping host as well, and he lives out in Pennsylvania. So he he specializes in uh, the grouse woods, and so we're really traveled all over this year. Um, you know, those were just to name a few, but we did a lot of Idaho, South Dakota, Arizona. Uh, Maine, North Carolina. Oh, I'm trying to think where else we went. It was a long season, but it was a good one. So I actually went to Florida and hunted snipe. That was cool. Oh, wow. Really? Um, yeah. We did some Utah, did some duck hunting here in Utah, some swan hunting. So we went all over the place and we're hoping that we really showed the true raw and, you know, heartfelt that goes into upland hunting and, you know, the, the misses, the laughs, the, the local community, the dogs, you know, we wanted this to be a truly unique show, something different than just your average hunting show. And 
definitely are pretty avid about upland hunting, which is really cool to see. You know, uh, you go hunting and, you know, everyone has the world's best bird dog. You know, like, oh, my God, you got to see the way that, me. You gotta see this way this sucker works, you know, and you get out there and it's like mass chaos. OK, this thing is just dumb as hell and it doesn't obey. <laughs> You know, but get back here. Yeah, you you get around other dogs, and you know it's not like a person. I know Lincoln, you could like really communicate with. Um, sure. But the thing is, they are animals at the end of the day, and they want to get around mm-hmm. their friends, and they want to pal around and do crap. How difficult is it to make sure your dogs stay in check? Because one day you're in Idaho, the next you're in Arizona, you're in California, yeah. you're here, you're there. Is it important to always, you know, go back to the basics, have that refresher to keep them, you know, this is your job. This is what you're supposed to be doing. How important is it to constantly hammer home those basics without being redundant? Sure. And absolutely. I mean, hunting, you know, even though you're out hunting, that doesn't mean that I can't serve as a training tool, right? So it all comes back to the importance of basic obedience from the beginning when, you know, that dog is a pup and let them know that there are rules and there's rules and regulations that they are to follow. And if they don't follow them, then they're not going to like it so much. You know, they might get put back in the truck and, and miss out on a day of hunting. And so um, it all comes back to that. But, you know, in the field, your dog's not going to be perfect. And as much as everyone wants their dog to be perfect, it's totally okay to make mistakes just like it is, in, you know, in real life with humans. And so the important part there is to capitalize on the mistakes and fix them while you're in the field or work on them while you're in the field, right? Mm -hmm. So a dog that, you know, might run through a bird or, you know, might bust a covey every now and then, you can use that as a training scenario. You can bring him back to where he busted that covey and you can put him on woe. You can, you know, you can put him on a check cord and lead him into, you know, that scent cone of where they got him and, and where they flushed those birds from. And you can use it as a training scenario. So don't be afraid when you're actually out hunting to use it as a real life training situation. And, and what better way than to do it on wild birds? You know, wild birds make bird dogs. <laughs> right, right. Hey, uh, um, hey Kelly, we've yeah. got to, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, of course. All right. Hey, we're talking with Kelly Parmley. And of course, she's the host of Wild Upland uh, Tuesday nights at 630 on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, the all new series. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network and My Outdoor TV. Miss Callie to learn more about Wild Upland, Gun Dog, Backcountry Hunter, everything you're involved in. Where can we find you online? Sure. You can find uh, Gun Dog at gundogmag.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Gundog Mag as well. And if you want to follow along personally with me, you can find me at Callie Parmley, K-A-L-I-P-A-R-M-L-E-Y. We'll be right back with Callie right after this. An example of a good idea, logging on to the amazing JimandTrav.com website. A bad idea is enjoying all-you-can-eat burritos at the Taco Emporium and washing it down with chocolate milk. Milk was a bad choice. Keep your priorities in check and make smart decisions. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Sundays on Sportsman Channel, you'll find Pigman and his crew doing what they do best. We're like the dream team. Who would have thought that we could have made it happen? The squeal is real. Let the murder show 2.0 begin. Boom, 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 boom. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. How can we top this? I don't know if it's even possible. There's a pig there. Yeah. We ought to already be there. What are we doing here? We're going. Pigman, the series, Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. 
outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Talking wild discovery on today's broadcast. Now let's rejoin the boys and Kaylee Parmley, host of Wild Upland, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild discovery on this week's uh, show. And I got to tell you, I learned a lot from Callie out of the first part, but this next section is going to give us a whole lot more why I shouldn't even own a dog. Yeah, because we're going to talk about care for a second, (laughs) how to properly care for your animals. In the care of your dog. Now, there's an age-old argument about whether or not a a hunting dog should be in the house with the family or should they be kept in a kennel. What say you? (laughs) Well, I think um, it depends on who you talk to, but I know most people that I work with, keep their dogs uh, you know their dogs are another part of their family and they're very much spoiled inside the house but I also know guys who are hardcore trainers and they keep their dogs in kennels and love their dogs just as much as anybody else so I think it just depends on what kind of operation you're running and how many dogs you have and what's feasible to keep inside and what's not and of course the guys who do keep them outside I mean they're they've got some of the best kennels in the world with some of the best uh, you know, operations to keep those dogs safe and healthy outside. Some of the nicest, sometimes those kennels are nicer than my own home. Yeah. I was hunting uh, around Hereford, Texas for uh, uh, pheasants. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy came out and uh, he was going to guide us for that particular day. And he had a crossbreed, a poodle and a pointer. And he called mm-hmm. it a poodle pointer. What mm-hmm. about those dogs? Yeah, poodle pointer is actually a very prestigious gun dog. It's a very well-bred a dog that is actually bred very specifically. They can only breed them um, from certain uh, breeders in the country, and they have to have certain traits. Uh, very good, uh, very good bird dogs. I've hunted over, oh, just one, I believe, here in Utah, and a fantastic dog. And I've, I've heard that they are great in the house as well, have really good off switch. So uh, really good bird dog for sure. Maybe they won't shed so bad. Yeah, yeah I don't at all. Yeah, what? yeah. And it's actually, yeah, it's spelled poodle, P-U-D. Uh, E-L, pointer, one word, and um, so it's not like P-O-O-D-L. I think some <laughs> people hear poodle and they automatically think, you know, poodle breed, which, by the way, is a very, very smart dog. But, um, yeah, the poodle pointers are typically brown, and they got a little bit of a beard on them and uh, a shorter tail and, and really good bird dog. Yeah, good so as my old girlfriend. Good dog, just ugly as hell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a beard. <laughs> what do you? What would you say, Miss Callie, is like the most versatile, in your opinion? Obviously, it differs from, you know, person to person. What is sure. the most versatile dog breed when it comes to hunting, in your opinion? Well, I guess if you're looking for... Depends on what you're looking for. If you're if you're an upland hunter, but also a duck hunter, or you know, even if you you want to do some search for you know rabbits or anything, you can get a Drossar. They're a really good breed. Um, you know, if you really want to, if you, again, if you're, you're a duck hunter, upland hunter, then a lab. I mean, a lab or a golden retriever, a field bred golden. Like you're getting the best of both worlds right there, right? You got a dog you can sit quietly in the duck blinds and also be a um, a great upland dog to flush and retrieve birds for you. So it kind of just depends on what you want, what you need. But I also know some people who hunt with English setters who also retrieve ducks. So, you know, it just depends oh, yeah. on you know, what your preference of breed is. 
Now, I got to ask you a personal question here. I've got a mm-hmm. basset hound named his, <laughs> his name is Toby. Okay. Better known as Bobo. And uh, Bobo loves rabbits. And uh, he's, he's a, he's a damn good dog. He's, he's lovable. The kids love him. He's so sweet. He's, I think he's very intelligent. He just doesn't show it. Um, have you ever hunted behind a basset hound? Uh, no, I've hunted. No, I have not hunted behind basset hounds, but I'm sure he does love rabbits and, you could probably set him loose and see if he finds anything. He might a little bit be a little bit slower than other dogs. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> well, you know, we had ears might get on the in the way or something, but that's funny. Well, you know, we had uh, Oliver North on not too long ago, and of course, he was talking about his Boykin. And how do you oh, feel yeah, about that breed? Oh, very good dogs. They're very good. Uh, Boykin spaniels are. Um, really good water dogs and uh, a little bit best of both worlds there. So tiny pocket rockets, really. <laughs> yeah. When you go out, you know, especially with Wild Upland, again, all new series, people have to check it out Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. You've got Lincoln. You got Jones. You're going somewhere, okay? And you're going to yep. be hunting around other guys. Let's say they got really good dogs, these guys and gals. Do sure. you oftentimes try to pick their brains or just watch and observe how they handle their dogs to see if it can, you know, influence something you've done, help it rub off. I mean, are you constantly trying to evolve as a trainer, you know, from your your experiences? I would would never claim to be a trainer. I'm more of your, you know, your DIY trainer. Of course, I've learned things over the years and um, but I absolutely, every time I'm out with friends or, or new guys, I'm picking their brains on, you know, okay, my dog does this, or I see your dog is doing that, or I see you're doing this. Like, absolutely. You learn it as a, you know, a training moment for yourself and, you know, be humble and ask questions and, uh, retain all the information that you can, because, you know, some of the, some of the guys that I hunt with are some of the best trainers in the world. And so I absolutely pick their brain when I'm out there. What do you think if you could say the top three no-nos you should really avoid when training your dog, what would those be? Make sure, you know, if you give a command, you give it once and Mm. that is to be obeyed. Not the the command is not to be obeyed on the 10th time. It's to be obeyed on the first time. Right. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I would say foundationally it all comes back to basic obedience. And I think sometimes people think they're being, you know, a little bit too harsh on their puppy or, you know, you know, I don't want to put them in a kennel all day. You know, it's actually really good for your dog to have uh, direction and, and to be kenneled and to understand that it's okay that you're not with them 24 seven, or you're going to lead to some anxiety problems. And so I just, I think the biggest no, no, I would tell people is don't be afraid to be a leader for your dog because that is what, they are looking for. And so a lot of times they think, well, if I'm mean, then they're not going to like me. Like, no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. They're actually going to respect you more. I'm not saying being mean. I'm just saying being consistent and, you know, what you say goes. And so I would lean heavily on the foundation for your bird dog is to start with basic obedience. And then you build from there because you're going to gain respect from your dog with that obedience and create a calm, cool, collected dog who's ready to learn. Yeah, now we have all been out with uh, people who have had dogs that have ranged and they're yelling at the top of their lungs and it just kind of ruins the hunt. With the technology that we have today, is there something that uh, you can put on a dog's collar where you Mm -hmm. can talk to him while he's out there a quarter of a mile and he can hear you and you're not yelling at the top of your lungs? (laughs) Well, uh, not necessarily a walkie-talkie type thing, but you can put a GPS 
e-collar on them and, you know, you signal them with the beep that, um, a tonal beep that maybe they're a little bit too far out or maybe with a little bit of stimulation. Um, and of course it just depends on what kind of dog you want to have. You know, some guys out here in the West prefer a big running dog who go out and find them birds at, you know, 500, 600 yards and then you, you get to them quickly. Or you got the guys who, if you're definitely running a retriever, you don't want that retriever out 600 yards. You want them within 40 yards or closer, right? Yeah. So, um, again, that comes back to obedience training and training in the in the training fields and letting your dog know kind of the range that you want them to be. I can imagine that. Breaker, breaker, one, nine, Bobo, can you hear me? <laughs> hey, I got Bobo, one. Get your, Bobo, get your butt back here. <laughs> Bobo doesn't listen. That's a lot like my wife. Yeah. All right, so now that we have uh, diagnosed my dogs, okay, let's, uh, uh, Miss Callie Parmley, she is the host of Wild Upland. Awesome new series. You have to check it out. Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, hop on Gundog Magazine. Fantastic. Where can we find you online, Miss Callie? You can find us at gundogmag.com for all the information and to su- subscribe to the magazine. And again, the show's on Outdoor Channel. That's right. Hey, that was Callie Parmley. And of course, coming up next is Scott Newby, Yamaha's ATV and Side by Side Senior Communication Specialist. That's right. And when you get those birds down, put some high mount seasonings on them. Visit them online at himtnjerky.com. Miss Callie, God bless you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. We are the revolution with Jim and Trav, your source for all things outdoors. Gear up and get ready after the break. We're headed for an off-road adventure with Yamaha's own Scott Newby. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav is back with Wild Discovery. That means we got to get to work. Now, please welcome Mr. Scott Newby, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communication specialist. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking Wild Discovery on this week's show. And, of course, before the break, we had Kelly Parmley, and she's the host of Wild Upland. But i got to tell you something. Our next guest, man, he's a great guy in my mind. He is a champion, my friend, Scott Newby. Scott Newby, he is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communication specialist. I know that sounded like Queen. But maybe not. Not even close. He is also the sixth annual winner of the Yamaha Turkey Bass Smash alongside Mr. Wade Middleton. Mr. Scott Newby, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. Nicely done and belting it out there. I must say, I thought we also had Freddie Mercury on the call coming back from the dead there. That was a great job. Freddie Mercury just rolled over in his grave. Everyone says I do have his teeth, so I don't know what that means. All right, so this is cool, man. The the sixth annual Turkey Bash Smash just wrapped, and you walked away alongside Mr. Wade Middleton as the victors yet again. You reclaimed your title, man. How's that feel? It's uh, it's honestly amazing, man. I really am speechless. Not only for the fact that uh, Wade and I have now won it for the third time, but also that we came back from a deficit on our angler portion, the the fishing portion, up against Clark Winlet and Brandon Palmick. So the fact that we beat those guys, or I should say Wade beat them, and he was trying to, like, you know, church me along as we were going. It's just, like, mind-blowing to me. You bet. we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Scott Newby. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communication specialist. Mr. Scott, God bless you. Congratulations on winning the, the sixth win. annual Yamaha Turkey Bass Smash. We love you, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. Love you guys as well. Take care. Stick.
Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week talking about Wild Discovery. Exactly. Awesome. Hanging out with Lucas Hogue and Callie Parmley plus Scott Newby. Scott Newby. My favorite guy. All right. So last word, big guy. Hey, last word is get out there. It's turkey season right now. You can get out there, have a great time, and then uh, scout for sheds yet. Yeah. <laughs> or Barney. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, scout for Barney. That's what you need to be doing, folks. That's everyone's uh, objective here. All right, so and make sure you hammer home firearm safety. It is imperative, boys and girls. We'll return next week. God bless you. Thanks for listening, and God bless the United States of America. We love you so much. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 